Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Thursday, December 14th. We are here live. We have got a busy day lined up. I, I, when I say day, we've only got an hour, uh, but the hour is pretty well going to be filled up, I think. We'll, we'll try to get to some calls. Um, I do have good news. I am sitting in my studio in Cascade Locks. I finally made it home. Um, let's see, I made it home about uh, two hours ago, maybe a little earlier than that. So I'm a little out of sorts today. I'm glad we've got a lot lined up so I don't have to think much. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I was in Boise on Tuesday. I had a great day uh, at truckstop.com. So I did the show on Tuesday from Boise. Right after the show, I went over to truckstop.com and uh, had a lot of great conversations. A, a lot of ideas we'll be working on again. It's great to have that um, that partnership back. I still have a lot of friends and allies in the building. So it was uh, it was a great time to get to see everybody again. And then I thought for sure I was going to make it home Wednesday. So I got up nice and early. I think I was on the road by about 4.30. And it was still dark. wasn't even light yet. I was coming into uh, Oregon right there at the uh, port of entry. Coming down that pass and my check engine light came on. And I looked down and it was uh, low coolant and it was getting hot. Luckily, I was on the downhill and there is a truck stop right at the bottom. So I put it in neutral to help it cool down and coasted down to the bottom and babied it into the truck stop. And there was just coolant everywhere. Um, no way of telling where it was coming from at all. So... Uh, I started looking around myself to see if I could figure it out. And then there was a, a small uh, truck shop right across the street. So I took it over there and uh, there was a good young mechanic in there, really sharp kid. Uh, and we started looking and of course it was in the worst possible spot. That pump that I replaced a couple of years ago, it's way up high on the engine and we tried everything to get to it without tearing the bedroom apart but it was no we had wheels off and wheel wells taken apart and stuff jacked up and we just could not get to it so i had to tear the bedroom apart and then we didn't think we were going to be able to get the part but again a young mechanic uh went above and beyond and uh kept driving around till he found it by the time he got back last night we got it all put back together i don't think i pulled out of there till about eight and i still had uh five hours home and i didn't make it i really really wanted to get home last night but uh i got about two hours away and i was just too tired so i pulled over and slept uh, about four hours and then got up and drove in this morning so i am home i am very very happy to be home diesel was happy to see me lisa was happy to see me too I think Diesel was happier, though. So I, uh, I'm looking forward to being at home for a while. I'm looking forward to a nice, relaxing weekend. We are going to do the show today and tomorrow. We have a coaching call later today as well. So we're going to get right to it. We've got a lot going on this morning. So let's get started. Sarah, good morning, and thank you for joining me. Good morning. Um, I just... Love what we've been doing here at Let's Truck, and 
the education that you bring us with um, accounting and maintenance and health. And we always talk about, you know, especially around the end of the year, wrapping things up, um, doing well, improving our health and giving back. And while I know there are a thousand or more opportunities to donate and help people around this time of the year, I, I just want to share one that's kind of keeping it in the family. Okay. I met um, Tyler and Aria Elizabeth Boggs at the NTA conference. They have a place over there in Sherwood, Oregon called Heart to Heart Farms, which is like regenerative farming. They do a lot of produce gleaning um, from local stores to feed the community. And a couple years ago, they got the opportunity to pick up the surplus salmon from the fisheries there in the gorge and take them um, take them back to their home area and hand them out to food insecure people. Well, right now they're in kind of a jam. The truck they've been using to haul that fish, I mean, sometimes it's upwards of 5,000 pounds, is kind of giving out. And they started a GoFundMe to help replace that truck. But we, I'll share, we'll share the link in the tribe and on Facebook, and maybe we can throw the piece over there and help them replace their truck so they can keep bringing nutrient-dense food to people who otherwise couldn't afford it. They also teach them how to smoke and can that salmon to preserve it for their families. Well, I am so glad you brought this to us. We, we, I've talked about this before. We don't do a lot with charities and donations, and, and there's a lot of reasons for it. I've talked about it before. Um, you've got to do a lot of due diligence to make sure the people you're promoting and sending money to are, are legitimate and it's a good cause. And like you said, there, there are so many causes. Um, this one, though, this one just touches us in so many ways. Like you said, they came from the NTA. We're, we're big fans of the NTA and their education. Um, we love what they do on their farm. And the idea of, of giving out real food, real nutrient-dense food. The, you know, one of the challenges for people, especially in this economy, with, um, with all the inflation around groceries and food, unfortunately, the cheapest food to buy is absolutely the worst for you. You know, all the, all the processed fillers and junk, and, but a lot of people are buying that now because it's all they can afford. So the idea of taking something so wild and natural and uh, sustainable and very nutrient-dense uh, is just an awesome uh, mission for them. And they do a lot. And like you said, they're, they're just wearing out this truck. And uh, this is a great way for us to help. So, um, Hey, I, Kevin, I, I am a couple miles from my delivery, and I know Tyler's going to be on the line soon, so I'm going to say goodbye, but thank you for the opportunity to let me share that. Yes, thank you for bringing it to us. I know we've been trying to get a hold of Tyler. We're having a problem this morning. We'll keep trying, though. Okay. Okay. Thanks. All right. And if, if not, we'll uh, we'll get him on tomorrow, maybe, or, or whatever works. Uh, coming up in a little bit, I'm going to grab some calls because we do have some calls. Uh, Aaron is going to be joining me. 
Aaron, Aaron is uh, an owner of Let's Truck. He is responsible for all of our IT and technology. And uh, Aaron's going to come on and talk about what's going on with profit gauges. We have some new and exciting stuff around profit gauges. So Aaron's going to join us to talk about that. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to grab a couple of calls. Let's uh, let's go to South Carolina. Richard, welcome. Hey, Kevin. Uh, I was listening to the show the other day, and you mentioned that you was going to take some time off, and so you was going to be doing some replays. Um, I, I was going to suggest, and I think you mentioned this before, and the only one that I know of that is doing it is Mike about MD Alignment. He's doing his own show. And I thought Pittsburgh Power is going to be doing it, but whenever you start in the future, start taking off, why not set these people that you already get on the show to to come in and, and take over whenever you're off? That way we won't have to listen to repeats. We are working towards that. The problem right now is the technology is still not user-friendly. We hack a lot of things together, and that's why I'm always fighting with the technology and um, rolling time, we, we managed to get them on in the beginning, but it, it's not always easy. And um, when they're on, I, I still have to be on the show right now. Now, I'm not talking, oh, but, okay. but it, it still requires my laptop and they dial in through our studio and I've got to monitor everything while it's on and I can't use my laptop or my phone while those shows are on. So we're, we're not quite there yet. But when we finish oh, okay. our, our broadcast app, that is the goal that we, we will be able to add shows with other hosts that I won't be a part of. Because looking at my schedule for 2024, I am full all week. Um, I've got a lot of stuff going on with group coaching calls. We've got some other things coming on, a couple new shows coming back with truckstop.com. We're bringing back Rates and Lanes and Broker Connect. So once All we right. get our yeah once we get our broadcast app done, then that will free me up. And you're right, I would be able to take some time off and just have somebody else, you know, do a show instead. We're just not quite there yet. Okay. Oh, I didn't know you had to be online with them, but that's that's cool. Well, maybe we can get all that situated out. And glad you made a home safe and everything. Yes, thank you. It uh, it feels. Good. I appreciate it, Kevin. You're welcome. Feels good to be home. It was exactly two months. Um, I left on October 16th. Um, I guess it'll be two months tomorrow. I left on a Friday. Uh, so it, it was a long trip. It was a very productive trip. Um, I'm really glad that I did it. It just kept getting longer and longer. And then uh, the, the trip back between uh, being stuck in the windstorm up on top of the pass in Wyoming, that was an interesting day um the the wind i was there almost 24 hours and the wind just pounded me the whole time so it was uh it was a little stressful just sitting there in the wind uh and then of course the breakdown yesterday was a little rough i ended up uh i think from the time we started working on the coach till the time we Got all the parts, got it finished, was about 12 hours sitting there. So it, it could have been far worse. I could have been broke down on the side of the road, uh, and that would, have been, that would have been difficult. So it worked out well. There aren't a lot of places out in that part of Oregon. And the fact that it happened about uh, two miles before the exit that I really needed, and there was a truck shop there and a truck stop, and uh, 
it worked out as as best as it could, that's for sure. All right, let's uh, let's grab another call. Let's go to Oklahoma. Paul, welcome. Howdy. What's on your mind today? Um, blood pressure. Okay. So on uh, on Tuesday, I went to the dentist. Had to get a tooth pulled out. Well, I get white coat syndrome. Yeah. And she stuck the little blood pressure cuff on my on my wrist. I don't know how accurate they are, but. She's like, oh, are you, are you on blood pressure medication? I said, no, nah, but I do get white coat syndrome. And she says, you're a little high. Well, I looked at it, and it was 160 over 102. And then they, she says, I oh, will stick some oxygen, stick the oxygen on you, and uh, we'll take it again in a few minutes. And hey, you're still a little elevated. I said, yeah, whatever. Yeah, take the tooth out. You know, and uh, so they pulled the they pulled the tooth out, but. I, I wish what they would have done is after they got that reading, and I, I wonder if they've checked these wrist monitors or if they've calibrated them or verified them. I, I've tried several of them, some pretty high-end. They, they're just not accurate. They, they can easily be 10 points off. 10 points is a lot. I've seen them be as much as well, 15, that's what I was thinking. 15 points off when when you check it against, uh, you know, doing it with a stethoscope. So I, I don't know. Maybe theirs is more accurate. Maybe they well, verified it. I don't know. But I have not had good luck with them at all. Well, the so the last two, da- last two days when I've been at home, so I've been checking my blood pressure each morning before, like, I, I, I got one that goes around your arm, yeah. pumps up and... I think it's a equate. I think so. I've been checking it before I even get out of bed. So, and I, I do it over like a five minute period. I check it three times. Well, this morning I was at one fourteen over seventy, and my pulse was forty seven. I took it three times, and it was real close to in that area. And then I sat up and took it right away as soon as I sat up, and I was one. 27 over 82. Wow. So, uh, you know, Lisa was just uh, just sent me a text saying uh, she always checks hers before she goes to the doctor that morning or the dentist. And, and then yep. she's got a reading, you know, that is is a more accurate, normal reading before you get into the doctor's office and they screw it all up. Yeah, well, I've been doing the I've been doing the cardio miracle for the I'm on the third pot. So I don't know when you had that last special but that's when i bought it and i, w- I wouldn't say I, I don't take it every day but i probably take it five days a week so yeah and that you know i really it, it was the trip here i was doing really good while i was on the trip doing cardio every day and sometimes twice a day and then on the trip home i just totally fell apart i don't think i've had one serving the whole time home so I need to get back into that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't think I'm going to lose any sleep. I just think that meter was probably wrong. But and because when I go for my DOT physical, exactly the same thing happens. It's like, it, yeah, let me in the dark room, come back in 10 minutes time. It's so yeah. common. And I've talked about how they make it worse because everything's so rushed. You know, I think the average time. Yeah, they're asking you questions while they stick in the cuff on you and it, want you to answer. And yeah, yeah, you're you're not supposed to talk for five minutes. If you look at the way they recommend yeah. doing it, your feet should be flat on the floor, your arms should be supported, and you shouldn't be talking. 
for at least several yep. minutes before they take the reading. But, you know, it, 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 I almost wonder if it's, that's part of the design because then they sell more blood pressure medication. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Yeah, so why... why okay, that's would, all i got today. Huh? Why would oh, they... Oh, actually, I've got, another, I've got another thing. Okay, go ahead. Um, so back about May was when I got the first letter from the U.S. Census Bureau about my business, and it's like, you're obliged to fill this out under law, blah, 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 and it's like, yeah. respond within 10 days. When 10 days had gone by, so I stuck it in the shredder. Well, just about every other... Once a month, I'd get home, and there'd be the same letter. This is your code. And then the the one I got, I finally went and filled it out the other day because the letter I got the other day, it said it needed to be done by the end of December, and there was a possibility of a $5,000 fine. So I called my tax preparer, and I talked to him, and he dis, he despises Joe Biden and the Democrats. <laughs> he says... They, they they operate under different rules than they expect us to operate. And yeah. he said, I'm fed up with this shit. So he said, if I were you, he says, you don't want a $5,000 fine. He says, maybe you'll get one, maybe you won't. And he said, but just go fill it out. And he says, just be as brief. At, you know, he said, you can lie a little bit. He said, I don't care. He said, just give them the least amount of <laughs> right. information that you can get away with. So, but a lot of the, a lot of the questions... The survey was from between 2020 and 2022. Right. A lot of it was COVID crap. Yeah. So a lot of the questions I just put not applicable, not applicable, not applicable. You know what's funny yeah. about this story? Well, I could have told the it the exact same way because that's what I did. I got the first one and I threw it away. And I got another one and I think I threw it away. And then Lisa got one and she said, this looks like it's overdue. And I said, yeah, I know. I threw a couple of them away. Yeah. And. She said, you should probably do this. And I said, yeah, I know. And then I didn't, and I don't know what happened to that one. And then I got the threatening letter like you got with fines, and I think they might have even threatened to put me in jail. I don't know. It sounded kind of scary. And I thought, all right, I'll fill it out. But I did the exact same thing your accountant recommended. I put in almost nothing. If they want to know about my business, they can look at my tax return. That's exactly. What I, that's what I – yeah, and – KMA for the rest of it, yeah. Yeah, you know, the the whole census thing, whether it's a personal census or the business, the whole thing kind of makes me crazy. My God, the government's, what, like $35 trillion in debt right now, and they're worried about us? Get your own shit together. Don't be bothering me with this census crap, because I know it's supposed to tell us where we're we're going to allocate the money and where it's needed. But you know what? They screw it all up anyway. So I, I don't even want yeah, to fill that stuff give it out. To Ukraine or Israel. Well, exactly. Yeah. They can do all the census they want, but they they're never spending the money the way they should be. So what's the point? Yeah, it's to make us feel good. Maybe I don't know. Well, but, it certainly yeah. doesn't make me feel so good. I, it pisses me off even more. Yeah, well, that, uh, I didn't want a five thousand dollar fine. So I know I didn't. That's either. kind of the reason I was I was ready to I was ready to shove it in the shredder and it's like, well, eh, let me let me. Call the CPA because I meant to talk to you about it a couple of months ago, but then every time I called, I'd forget. Yeah, and um, yeah, and then this letter was here, so, and it's like, uh, and you weren't. I was going to call you the other day, but you weren't on. And, well, and then uh, it's like, let me call the CPA. So I called him, and he said, "Yeah," he said, "I'm not a fan of it," but he said, "You might want to just fill it out." But, and and you know what? That's yeah. kind of what we all end up doing, and that's that's what makes me crazy. The federal government now has so much power. All they have to do is threaten us. 
we'll, we'll fine you. We'll put you yep. in jail, whatever it is. And they have so much power. And reasonably intelligent people, even if they completely disagree with all this crap, realize uh, it's not going to do you any good to be fined or put in jail over this stuff. But it, it's it's sad that they have that much power over us now and they use it. Yeah. Bastards. Yes. So, okay, I'll let you get somebody else. All right. All right. Thanks, Thank you, for, Carry thanks on. for the call. Okay. Good stuff. Let's go to Pennsylvania. Jeremy, welcome. Hi, Kevin. Hey, uh, I, I would know we've tried to talk about this before. I, I got a quick um, financial question or investing question. Um, so mutual funds, they try to kind of outperform the S&P 500, which is, is why they're not the favorite, right? Because it doesn't, well, the S&P it, it's outperforms, not, right? It's not because they're trying to that makes them bad. It's that they all fail to that makes them bad. And, and here's, you know, yeah. here's the explanation so you, you kind of understand what we're looking at here. So mutual funds are, are managed funds. So there is a fund manager, one person, and he's probably got a team, and they decide what stocks we're going to buy, what stocks we're going to sell, what they're going to hold, all, all of that. And the crazy thing is... These are the ultra-rich. If you are a fund manager, you're making millions of dollars a year. These people are extremely well-paid, but they're not even average. The, the average is the S&P 500, and nobody manages that. Nobody decides what to buy or sell. The, the S&P 500 is a group of 500 stocks. It's an index, and it almost never changes. Every once in a while, a company will drop off the index, and they'll put another one on. But that's based on a lot of factors, not some fund manager deciding. And it doesn't happen very often. So if this group of stocks does really well all by itself and nobody has to do anything. Here's the statistic. And this has been true for 20 years, as long as I can remember. Over 90% of the mutual funds that are available in this country, and there's probably like somewhere between 15 and 20,000 now, I'll bet, different mutual funds. That's a lot. But over 90% yeah. of them never beat the S&P 500. How sad is that? Why are we paying all these fund managers all these money, all, all this money to be less than average? Um, oh, well, I, one reason I am, I, I guess, and, and uh, it's because it's attached to the 401k at my work, the, the Roth 401k. Um, you know, when I max out my, my uh, uh, Roth IRA for the year, I... I well, I always do the free the free four uh, percent they got they offer all year, and then when I max out my Roth IRA through Vanguard, I my question is do do I put the what the percentage I was doing after that for, and then I maxed out? Do I put that into the four hundred one k with the mutual funds that I have to deal with, or do I would you open well, up a, a, a non retirement? Why doesn't your 401k offer the S&P 500? I, I, because I, I asked them that. They said, uh, it's because we choose to do it this way. 
I'd you know, move, uh, I'd move, American funds. I, I I'd, tried to. I'd move that fund. Yeah. I'd move my 401k. Even though, oh, okay, really? Why not? It, it doesn't have to be through my work. It's just, that was just the way in? Well, wait like, a minute. Is this it's a 4% match, 4% match. Oh, 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 I, I'm sorry. I, I was thinking that this was your own personal 401k. This is through work. Uh, that, okay. Yes. That. That's why they don't offer the S&P 500. I, I don't know that I've ever found an employer plan that does. And, and the reason okay. is the companies that go in and set up these employee accounts and employer accounts realize 90 plus percent of the people don't understand investing at all. And if they, offer wow. an, if they offer an index fund, it's cheap. They don't make any money. So instead, they offer these right. managed funds with a whole bunch of fees. But, yes. Funds you, within a fund, yeah. Yeah, so you do always want to maximize to get your 4% match, but not a penny more. So you only put okay. in enough to get your 4% match, then go open a retirement account or an investment account on your own, and then you can buy the S&P 500. Right. Okay. So don't worry about... Tammy and I differ on this. She says, no, uh, because, because the Roth... I mean, I'm sorry, because of the... Yeah, Roth, we have the tax break, right? The tax pre... the. It's pre-tax, so the post the growth is free. Correct. The growth the growth isn't taxed. Yep. As long as so it's her, it's treated her, like a Roth, and you're paying right. tax on your contribution now, then you will never ever yes. pay tax on the growth. <clears throat> right. Well, her argument is why I uh, not to open up uh, only do the four percent of the uh, and not a penny more and open up a non-retirement account would be because it wouldn't be the Roth. Because it's uh, yeah. Sometimes non-retirement. Sometimes we max out retirement options. I mean, and you're going to be close. You, you've already got a 401k, so you're contributing to that. You could open a Roth and maximize it. You you, you always I already do. Okay, that's, that's what I'm saying. I already have the Roth, and I max it out every year. Roth the, IRA. Your own Roth IRA. My own, yes. I, say, I, own. I thought earlier you said a Roth 401k, and I thought that was the big plan. So, yeah, where you? I, I have that too. I have that too. I have two. I have okay. both of those. So, in your personal Roth, are you invested in the S and P 500? Yes. Okay. Well, then you're fine. But I max it out now. Now, right, then, but then I max it out. Right now, what do I do? Well, that's it. I mean, that's all you can do tax wise. So now you could open at the same place you have your Roth. You could just open yeah. another investment account and continue to contribute. Okay. You're just not going to get any tax breaks, which, which is fine. That doesn't, I mean, we don't invest to get tax breaks. We invest so we have money uh, as, as assets and resources okay. and retirement. So, yeah, I, I, we always want to maximize yeah. our, our tax deductions first. But if we run out of tax yeah. deductions, tax deferred contributions, and we still want to invest, well, then we just invest in, a, in an investment account. Instead of the 401k uh, at work? No, 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 no. It, hold, let me, let, no, no, let's be clear. You are going to invest to get your total 4% match. 4%. That's always first. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, that's right. first. Then you're going to maximize. I do that all year long. Yeah. Then you're going to maximize your Roth, 
And yes, then, you're, then you're going to get a personal investment account and you can keep contributing into that as much as you want. There's no limit at all there. Hell, you could put a million dollars a year into that if you had it. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, I was just trying to explain uh, the hesitancy for, for uh, Tammy, Tammy why we, and why I started looking into it is because she was thinking about tax breaks more than like we put the rest of our percentage that we were doing well, and we maxed out now, into that 401k let, that, that worked, right. the Roth 401k. And it is a, and it is a Roth 401k. Yes. At okay. work. Yes. So a mutual fund one. Yeah. yeah it is. You have maximized all of your Roth contributions. You've saved the most tax you can possibly save, but that that's all that's left. Okay. I mean, there, now you just, you invest outside of a tax deferred account. But I, yeah, I, I'm yeah, not willing. We... So here's the thing. If, if you were to invest more into the employer plan, you're not yeah. getting any match anymore. And these are not good investments. Okay, so you're getting a tax break. Okay. I, I, I get that. But right. sometimes the earnings on these are so poor that it's not worth the tax break. Now, it, we're getting into an area where I would probably need to tackle this in group coaching, where I would be able to go through your yeah. statements for a couple of years on the 401k, look at what, what options they do have that maybe you haven't looked at yet. And if there were some decent performers in there and, and we could get a reasonable rate of return, then it might be worth the Roth tax treatment. But, but I can't say that without looking at a couple years worth of history on those funds and seeing what else is available. Okay, I might do that. Okay. That, that would, yeah, now I, I understand your that. question yeah. better. Um, and that would okay. be my answer. I, I would, your, the Roth tax yeah. breaks are nice. And if you have more that you can contribute, we should look at it. But uh, I'm always, I've seen some of these funds that are just so bad, they're not worth the tax break. Yeah, I tried to look at, I, I thought I had, when I signed up, try to minimize uh, and try to mimic something like the a Russell or a S&P, right. but it turns it, it turns out when I looked again, it just seemed like funds within a fund within a that, fund within a fund. That that's what it is, and they're they're garbage funds. They've got high fees. So so my usual answer is no, just get your four percent and move on. But now I understand, and especially because this is a Roth. If this was a traditional, I probably wouldn't even bother looking at the funds. But because it's a Roth, and I like okay. I like Roth treatment so well. Um, if you wanted to, in, in the coaching environment, I would take a look at all the funds that are available and see if, if some of them might be worth it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I think I'll do that. Uh, try to get all this stuff together first. But uh, and, and have you ever heard of employers paying the fees? Is that a thing, or is that never? Is that uh, or is I've, that just the initial startup? I, I've seen all kinds of goofy. It, it, they're really when I see this kind of stuff, it's all marketing. Yeah, and here, they're going to get it from. Here, here's what they realize. They realize uh, people don't understand the fees. They're hard to figure out where the fees are, how much they are. They do a very good job of hiding them. So then a marketing thing is, oh, well, your employer pays your fees. Well, which ones, how much? They're, they're, it's all, the, the devil's in the details. <laughs> Okay. But when people hear that, oh, oh, you know, my, I've heard before that I have to be careful of fees, but they're going to pay it for me. So, well, 
sometimes even if they were paying all the fees, some of these funds are such dogs I wouldn't want to be in them. Got it. But I doubt that they're paying all the Thank fees. You, Kevin. Yeah, I doubt it. But I, yeah. but that's something okay. I can I can not- look at as well if you get me all the uh, the plan documents. All right. Um, The day's starting to get away from us. We were not able to get Tyler from Heart to Heart Farms on with us. I'm not sure why not. I think he was having a problem on his end with his phone. Um, We are going to reschedule them for tomorrow. We do want to talk about that. And uh, uh, I would love to see our tribe support them. It's a very local thing for us. Um, That fish that they pick up is from right here in the gorge. And um, I believe they also help people out right here in our little town of Cascade Lock. So um, we'd love to help them out. So we will do that tomorrow. Right now, I'm going to bring in Aaron. I th- Yeah, I am. Aaron, welcome. Good morning. Hey, Kevin. Good morning. Uh, is my headset sounding better? It is. Yeah, I, it is. How's I, mine? Uh, sounds really good. Uh, mine wasn't plugged okay. in all the way. I moved it in from the coach and... Some of my settings are all off, but I think I've got it now. I don't know why they don't make a connection that threads, right? Not just something that That's pushes in. That's a good idea, in. really. Yeah, you're right. And just thread you, it in. You know why? I know why. Because <laughs> very, very few people do all the goofy stuff we do, like move around all the time. I mean, most of the time, once the equipment's set up in a studio, you almost never touch it again. My, yeah, all, yeah, all of my true. problems happen because I'm moving around and changing and yeah. So I, I should get better at remembering when I move stuff to check everything. Yeah. But when you're, when there's so many things to do, I can, I understand. Yeah. I have with my setup, I have one, two, three, four, five different connections. Yeah. So, <laughs> and my, yeah. my setup is a little bit simpler than yours, I'm sure. So yeah, that makes sense. Hey, I just wanted to mention or comment on Jeremy's, the investment talking you guys did. Uh, I, ever since, you know, merging our companies, I've been trying to do that and instilling that in my kids. And I'm happy to report that all of my kids are putting stuff into their Roth. That's and, awesome. I mean, they have way bigger of an investment than I ever did at that age oh. or even at the age of 30. So, oh, and um, at their age, the growth yeah. is incredible. Yeah, I um I basically tell them that I will match their contributions to their Roth um, up to five hundred dollars a year. Nice. So as long as they are putting in that, and and the younger ones that are under my roof still, I sort of force them to. But the older ones, um, that's a little bit different. So I got to contact them if they've invested. Then I I'll go ahead and contribute too. So yeah, yeah, it's it's very important. Very cool. All right, All right. So, so we're going to talk about some. Go uh, ahead. Yeah, we're going to talk about some uh, bookkeeping and profit gauges stuff today, huh? Yeah. Well, you kind of um, at the beginning when you not really introduced me, but when you talked about it at the beginning, there was like some new and exciting things on profit gauges, and um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to share the stuff that I'm working on or just the stuff that we're actually can provide the drivers now. So um, um, maybe if we have time, I can share some of the fun things we're working on. Yeah. So, so let's, let's talk about what we have right now, what, what we've always had, what's still available, why it's such a great thing. But if we've got time, we'll, uh, we'll give them a little teaser on what's coming. Awesome. 
So right now with profit gauges, uh, we set it up for a one truck operation, but you can, we do have drivers. Hey, Aaron. Go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, before you get started, um, I didn't know if I was going to be able to calculate this fast enough, but uh, I was able to. So before we get started, um, you talked about matching your children's contributions in a Roth. If they put in 500, you would put in 500, right? Yep, correct. So if one of your kids was 20 and they planned on retiring at 60, that one contribution where they put in 500 and you put in 500, if they did nothing else ever, and it was in the S&P 500, and I actually used a slightly lower than average. I'm about a point lower than what the average has been over the last 40 years. That $1,000 put in one time in the S&P 500 would return them $31,000. Wow. Isn't that crazy? You do nothing. You put $1,000 in there and you just just forget about it at one time. So imagine if they do it just 10 years, what happens? It's crazy. It's very powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, it's the power of time. That's yeah. it is crazy. Yeah. I'm I'm kicking my parents for not uh, for uh, not, uh, not doing that. <laughs> you know, here's the really sad thing when you think about this. Uh, you started working and earn, earning money early in your life. I did. Lisa did. Both at Lisa oh, and yeah. I started at like 14. You know, working yep. a, a, a job and having taxes taken out and all of that when we were 14, and. Everybody in this country should retire a millionaire. There's absolutely no reason why they shouldn't other than we just don't understand how easy it would be if we knew enough to start early enough. You're exactly right. It's just education. That That's all. Now, look, so you could educate some people and they would never do it. They, they wouldn't, you know, sacrifice a little bit here or there. But how hard is it to put in five hundred dollars a year? <laughs> Yeah. It's just crazy. It, it's if, really not that. If yep. you started early enough, it, it's just insane how much money you would have. Yeah. I, I'm i in charge of a youth group in our church, and that's exactly what I talk to them about, and I help them set it up because, you know, most of them work in ag, so they have jobs when they're right. young. That's what I did. I started right. out a farmer, and I worked from a wee little lad. And yeah. so now it's I wish my parents would have got me into it. They weren't really into that kind of thing, but I'm glad my kids will um, hopefully carry it on and teach their kids. And, you know, I, I, um, I, I've talked about this before when I did the math, um, starting paying kids around seven, eight, nine and in that era. And and I was talking about just $75 a month is all, and it would all get contributed into their Roth. And it, if it went into the S&P 500, by the time they retired, and I think I used 65 on the calculation for retirement, on nothing but $75 a month, never a penny more than that, but they would do that throughout their whole life, starting at age, you know, six, seven, eight, right around in that area. It comes out to $7 million. Wow. On $75 a month. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it is. So you can imagine that you probably wouldn't even bother waiting until 65. You would probably retire sometime in your 50s. Oh, yeah. Because who needs $7 million, really? <laughs> I mean, it's nice, but... I don't know. I'm <laughs> sure we could find something to do. Yes. yes well, I mean, right. a big one was what about contributing and helping those around you. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, yep. that's an important part, especially this time of year. Yep, exactly. All right. So let's get to it. Tell us about profit gauges and what's going on. All right. So with profit gauges, I'm, I'm sure most everyone that's listening has, has heard about profit gauges and that it's um, perfect for one to five truck operations. Um, however, we do have a few companies that actually use it for 20 trucks. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. For 20 trucks. So I always, I tell the story cause I, I think it's awesome. Um, but at one of your CMCs, there was a driver that brought his son and his son was talking and he does four trucks in under an hour, a 10 year old <laughs> in profit gauges <laughs> in under an hour, four trucks, does all the settlements, so, all the expenses, everything. And that's pretty amazing. It um, is. I've, I've been using QuickBooks for different, you know, businesses for years, and I can't even do that well, in QuickBooks. I'll, go back, I'll go back to the beginning because I, I started using Quicken to do the bookkeeping for my trucks way back when, when QuickBooks didn't even exist yet. So we're, we're still talking the 80s. Because I think QuickBooks yeah. came out like 89 or 90, if I remember right. So I was using Quicken before that. As soon as QuickBooks came out, I started using it for my trucks. And I got to tell you, it was not easy. I went yeah. through trying to set up the right chart of accounts. My chart of accounts was a mess. Um, there were a lot of data entry errors because I didn't understand how I was supposed to be putting certain things in. Um, it, it was not all that user friendly if you weren't an accountant or at least had a, a, a decent accounting background. And I didn't, I didn't know anything about accounting. So I had to learn it all myself. And, you know, I, I managed over several years to kind of hack QuickBooks to, to at least make it easier and, and it was more accurate, but it, it was, it, it was not the best solution, not even close. And here was the biggest problem. Even after a couple of years of getting it set up exactly the way I wanted it and making it as easy as possible, it still couldn't do cost per mile. That is, yeah. that is how we measure everything in this industry is cost per mile. And QuickBooks will not do it. You can't hack it. I tried every possible way to get it to work and it doesn't. So your only option, if you're going to use a, a standard accounting program like QuickBooks or um, there's a couple others out there. Um, you have to export all of your data and then you have to know how to write a spreadsheet to turn all that data into cost per mile. And that's not easy. And spreadsheets are labor intensive and, um, it, it was a real struggle. So from that is why I designed profit gauges. And I designed it in the beginning to be as easy as possible for somebody who didn't know accounting, like a 10-year-old. And then when, when um, we partnered with you, um, you are a fanatic. You looked at some of the stuff I had already laid out and you said, well, why does that take four clicks? You could do it in two. And you went through the whole program and you did that. You, you took a program that was really simple and you made it even easier and less work. And, and like you said... 20 minutes to about a half hour a month for one truck is all you need. And you have a 10 year old doing several trucks in under an hour. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. We also have a lot of uh, accountants who use our software for their trucking clients. That's right. We do. Um, even some wives, some, some of the driver's wives will use it for, I think, uh, one of them contacted me and wanted me to, uh, 
make a Mary Kay version. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah, she she wanted me to wrap it in pink and but she still uses profit gauges. I haven't I need to look at it. It's been a couple of years, but That's I need awesome. to look to see if she still has her account. Yeah. But you know with with QuickBooks, I've I've helped a driver before who had QuickBooks. Um, and we were tr- doing what you were saying as exporting it and trying to get it to where it would give us the profit per mile, cost per mile. And sure, it's easy to go and just take your P&L and divide it by how many miles, you know, I mean, so you can do it, but it's just that added time. Um, the difference is then if you start breaking down those main categories into subcategories and then having to calculate that, some accounts, if I was to look at it, they would have to account for 50 calculations. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it just, it does make it a little bit challenging. Well, and you know what the other problem is, and you know this from programming accounting software, it's really easy to make a mistake that you never find. And your reports oh, are yeah. wrong and you don't know it. And, it's just, and you start writing spreadsheets and it is really easy to miss a calculation, get it wrong, wipe out a calculation without knowing it. And if you're not always triple checking your numbers in a spreadsheet, you could very well just be wrong. Yeah. And, and another part with that too, is not just being wrong. It's you are making future business decisions on those wrong calculations, which can be even more devastating Yes, to your business. Yep. So absolutely. Yeah. So, um, just for the sake of time, I did want to, um, if it's okay with you, Kevin, I just wanted to talk about one of the things where we want to do the, the end of this year to help the drivers out yes. a little bit would be to, um, so we do offer what's called a startup kit. Um, so this is, we, we had to sit down and think about what would be the easiest way to help a driver understand accounting because it's something that none of us want to do and become familiar with the program. And so we thought what better way than to take your lead, Kevin, on how you did it was with a 21 pocket folder. And so the startup kit, what that is, is after you sign up, you would send us one month of all of your transactions for your company. And then we would then in turn go and put it into your own profit gauges account. We would categorize everything, put it in the 21 pocket folder and mail that back to you. So you can see how we categorize everything. And then we do a one-on-one training with you with your own numbers. So you can see exactly how it's entered. Um, It's been a very successful program Um, for a lot of drivers. We feel that that's the program that helps drivers and sets them up for success. It, it, so. it, it really does. And we haven't talked about it in a long time. We got busy on a lot of other things, yeah. but I, I think it's one of the most successful programs we've ever put together. It, it is almost foolproof and that's hard to do in accounting. But the, the, the program profit gauges is so specific for owner operators. Then the startup program is specific for them. So, you know, yeah. we're, we are going to settlements Uh, Anybody leased to a carrier that has settlements, (laughs) everybody in our company understands how complicated settlements can become. Some, they they are just all over the board. They're hard to read. They're hard to understand. They don't always balance right. Um, But a big part of what we do on the startup program is we go in and create that their specific settlement in the program. And it's a template. So they never need to know how to enter their settlement. It's already entered and it's, it's, we create a template and all that's all they have to do is change the numbers every month. Yeah. You know, um, another benefit to actually entering it the way we have it with profit gauges and the settlement, if you, if your net settlement balances 
all throughout the year, when you get that 1099 from your company, if it doesn't match what is in QuickBooks, you're, you got to go all the way through and try to find oh, that one oh. transaction that you entered in <laughs> the, the wrong way. Yes. And with profit gauges, uh, it's really simple. As long as you've, you've calculated the net settlement and made sure it balances, which we teach you exactly how to do it. Um, it's really simple because it can only be one of two things. And we walk you right through on how to do it. I've had, I've walked drivers through personally on screen shares, trying to find one. And it, it really doesn't take very long. Usually it's most of the time we're BSing about right. guns or horsepower or something else. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's totally different, but so let me, um, let me even expand on that and give you a worse scenario. I, I've dealt with this many, many times because when I first started doing accounting for other owner operators, I was using QuickBooks. It was all I had. So I had to use yeah. it. And here's a, a worse scenario. The 1099 comes at the end of the year. It doesn't match. So you think, okay, we made a mistake. And you spend hours, sometimes days, going through QuickBooks trying to find a mistake and you never find one. Then you have to wonder, did I make a mistake that I just can't find? Or did the carrier make a mistake? The 1099 itself is wrong. And that happens a yes. lot. In our program, you're going to know quickly that it was their mistake, not yours. In QuickBooks, it took me sometimes, like I said, days. Um, and here's the problem. If a carrier issues you a 1099 and let's say it's $10,000 too high. Well, if you're making $200,000, $250,000, a year gross, $10,000 is nothing. You're not going to realize it's $10,000 too high. And if you're not using any system at all, or if you're using QuickBooks and it's too hard to find the mistake, most people just go, oh, well, I, I, I must have made a mistake. No, the carrier did. And now what, here's what's going to happen. You're going to pay tax on $10,000 you never got. And it happens yep. a lot. So in profit gauges, it's so much easier to catch that and know that they made the mistake, not you. Yeah, exactly. And, and usually that's when they, um, you assume that it's going to be a reimbursement on a settlement, but yet they categorize that as an expense. Right. Yeah, or not there, an expense, sorry, income. I, there it, are, it happens quite often. I, I've seen horrendous mistakes. Now, I, I, there was a big mistake that was the other way, and it looked like it actually benefited the taxpayer, but it didn't. There was a carrier that was not counting fuel surcharge as revenue. That is, no. that is absolutely 100% completely wrong. Now, these people, did, it was a husband and wife team, so they did a lot of miles and a lot of revenue, and they didn't have an accounting system. So they, and the way we found this was they called me on the air one day, and they, they kept, they said, we keep hearing you say that if you're an owner-operator and you're not paying any tax, there's only two reasons. And I said, right, there is only two reasons to not pay tax. One, you didn't make any money, any profit, and we certainly don't want that. Or two, you cheated. And they said, well, we know we made money because we're doing okay and all the bills are paid and we're actually, you know, we've got money in the bank. And I said, oh, then you cheated. And they said, well, no, we didn't. And I said, yes, you did. If you have not paid tax in the last three years, you cheated. So they, I, I offered to review their tax returns for them and they sent me three returns. It was like 40 plus thousand dollars a year that they were not claiming as revenue. Oh, man. Three years 
was was all the IRS can go back. So that's all we went back. But it was they they had not paid tax on over a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. And if they get caught, not only is it a hundred thousand dollars plus they owe its interest and penalties, big interest and big yeah. penalties. So that's yeah. why um, using a really, really simple program like profit gauges makes so much sense because it's a lot less likely that there's going to be an error. Yeah. Yeah, it's way easier. And if and if there happens to be an error at the end, right, it's easy to find. Yes. And that's yep. and that like like Kevin, I mean that's that's what I enjoy to do, right? Is to design a system that's even easier. If it's gonna save a couple minutes, we're gonna find it. Yep. So um okay, so I, I know we are I keep getting messages and we are like crunching for time, but I, I did want to share, Kevin, that we are offering a special for the startup kit for those people who do want to learn how to do their own accounting. So if they do sign up for the startup kit and profit gauges, um, we're going to give them a total of three months of profit gauges wow. along with their, yep, along with their one-on-one training, 21 pocket folder, all of that um, shipped back to them. Um, uh, also on top of that, I did want to mention that you don't, it's not just, you know, a lot of programs when you sign up, you get from this month forward, but we want to go back and we want to help you get caught up even in previous years if you need it. So if you do sign up this month, you're going to get all of this year, all of last year. Um, you can do any year you want. That's so that, that's awesome. something we want to do for the drivers. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll give them another, we'll tell them again exactly how to do it. But before we do that, I want to give them, we, we've already given them tons of great reasons to do this. One, it's really simple. It's very accurate. You're going to make sure you're not paying money on a uh, tax on money you never got. Um, yeah. Here's the biggest reason. This is not, this isn't the reason that grabs people, but I want people to pay attention to this one because it's all about timing right now. Many, many of our listeners have gotten into the business after 2009 and they've never seen a recession. They've never seen a freight recession. They've never seen a market like we are heading into right now. And there's no doubt left in my mind that we are in a freight recession and we're not coming out of it anytime soon. I think 24 is going to be a rough year for a lot of people. Now, I think 24 is going to be a really exciting year for the people who are prepared, but many aren't. And here's the only way you're going to know. You have got to get your accounting under control. You have got to know where your money is going. Rates are not coming up anytime soon, and inflation is killing people right now. The only way to survive this as an owner-operator of a trucking company is to absolutely know every cost where every penny is going, and then you can start to improve that and manage it and if somebody is in the, the group coaching and they want my help to get through this, I, I almost I almost want to make profit gauges mandatory if you're in coaching because it, it's so much more accurate and so much easier for me to help somebody. But the single biggest reason to do this right now is this is 2024 is going to be a tough year if you don't learn how to manage your expenses. Yeah, we are having a... Um a coaching session that is dedicated to profit gauges. Um, that'll be this coming Monday. Excellent. Excellent. That's a, a so. great way. So you can actually walk them through and it, it really only takes one coaching session because it's really simple to learn. 
Yeah. Yeah. The only time it might take more or any, a little bit more is if you're in the coaching, you can't ask questions in the program. It's just if you happen to um, be confused on where you're going to be putting some of these expenses. Yes. Um, but we even have a cheat sheet for that. So, I mean, it, it really is, like you said, one session and you're going to be fine um, unless oh. we're correcting previous years. Now, Lisa just sent me a message. I want to make sure this is correct. The Monday Profit Gages training is only for people who are in the coaching program, right? Correct. Yes. That is correct. Because yes. we're going to be diving into your numbers. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. So yep. one more time, tell them about the startup program and how they get started. Okay. So if to get there, if you just go to letstruck.com, you'll see the big banner at the top. You can, I mean, the buttons are very clearly marked. Um, but for the startup kit special, um, we're going to give you three months of profit gauges. We're going to, you're going to mail us your, and we'll send everything in an email. So it'll explain exactly how to do it. Um, we're going to enter in one month of your bookkeeping. So that is uh, one month of your settlements and all of your expenses. We're gonna, then we're gonna put it in a 21 pocket folder to help everything's labeled, categorized and everything. And we, once we mail that back to you, there'll be another sheet in there that has you schedule some one-on-one -on -one training with us. And so we'll actually do a screen share with you and we'll be able to walk you through everything. So you're gonna have the pocket folder there. You're, we're gonna be able to answer any questions, why we put something in a certain category, and if then if you see something that might have been a little bit different because you know a little bit more obviously about your settlement then we go and fix those and teach you how we did it and everything and so it it really is a great system that will um, set you up for success if you're struggling right now with your accounting fantastic now we we said if we had time we might give them a teaser of what's coming we have a lot of new exciting stuff coming in profit gauges but we're out of time so if they want to know what's coming in profit gauges, they should probably join you in the coaching program because I'm sure you'll tell them that. Yes, and, and I, yes, you're right. And I did. I forgot to mention too um, that that this special is through the end of this month. Okay, great. So you, but don't wait because don't wait. we want to. The sooner you get us the stuff, the sooner we can start working on it and getting it ready. Because obviously, it, it's the end of the year, so. Let me give them one more really great reason to do this right now. If you sign up right now, you are going to learn this quick enough that one week after 2023 is over, actually one day if you wanted, but within one week of the year being over, you could have all of your accounting done. You could have your tax report in hand and you will just be waiting to get your documents in the mail and you'll be first to your tax preparer. And if you want to know how easy it is, we have a tax report right in Profit Gages and you can email it right out of the program to your tax preparer. Couldn't be any easier than that. Yeah, the accountants love it. Yes. Yep. So you, and, and you I have been be told done with taxes early and know what you're going to have to pay. And you, you don't have to pay it till April 15th. But knowing it early and getting all that stress is uh, getting all that stress relieved is a great thing. So this is an awesome opportunity and uh, everybody should just go do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did want to mention, too, sometimes um, I've heard of tax preparers giving a financial break to the drivers because the report is so simple. A lot of times they get just, you know, a shoebox or a grocery bag full of receipts 
and everything, and you're just handing them one document, and that's it. And get it to them early. They, they may give yeah. you a discount because they're sitting around in February with nothing to do, and you could have all of your stuff to them and be the first one in. They, they take more time on those early tax returns. They're not all stressed out. They're not rushed. You're going to get a better tax return. Absolutely. All right. Well, Aaron, great job. Thanks for, uh, for joining us. And this is an exciting program. Yeah, it is. All right. So, um, and your coaching is coming up on Monday, right? Yeah, Monday at noon Pacific time. So if people want to get involved, they better go join the coaching program. <laughs> That's right. All right. We'll walk them through, make sure they're familiar with everything. All right, Aaron, we've got to run. Rolling Toe is coming up right around the corner. Give us about five minutes. We're on a new system. I've got to shut down this show, get another show up and running, and then uh, the Becketts will be here to answer all of your alignment questions. Aaron, thanks again, as always. Thank you, Kevin. All right, take care. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Oh, wait a minute. Um, oh, hold on. We didn't, uh, I, I say we, I didn't plan this very well today. I didn't realize we were going to go from one show to the next, and I only set this show up for 90 minutes. We have a limit on how much time we can use on this phone system. So, uh, Angie, if you could let um, Mike and Kevin know that they're going to have to call back in in just a couple minutes once I get a, a show set up, and I will text them once I have the show set up, but I'm going to close this one out. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Stay tuned for Rolling Toe. It is coming up. Just give us a couple minutes. Um, we will be back tomorrow for a free-for-all and trucking technology and efficiency. So I will see you then. Stick around. Rolling Toe is right around the corner. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.